Welcome everybody, it is episode 90 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. We're back in my kitchen, and our guest tonight is Andy Marweed. So welcome Andy, happy to have you on. Thanks for having me. Um, the Cookie Monster. That's the nickname. I'm pumped. I told my, my wife on the way over, it was who you have on tonight? And I go, Andy Marweed. She goes, I have no idea who he is. And I go, well that's kind of weird. And I go, second of all, I go, I go, we're having the Cookie Monster on the pod tonight. And she's like... I have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, well, then you can listen to the episode and find out. <laughs> there we go. She doesn't listen to the pod at all. But, um, yeah. So, for those that don't get it, stick around. It's going to be worth the ride. So, All right. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And there are no new emails. It looks like Claire's going to run away with this giveaway. Yeah. Um, I'll do my best to post it tomorrow. So we'll do that, and then that should be good. All right. I guess we'll it is election week, right? We're out of election week? Yeah, so that's good. I wanted to wait for this week, so it would be perfect. One week away. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on to the hot takes. And the first hot take is Amy Coney Barrett was voted the next Scottish judge. And she was sworn in today. Something like that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. All right. I got nothing to say on it. I got I mean, other than the fact that I'm happy that a woman was appointed. Yes. That's fine. I think there's a lot of controversy on it. I have mixed feelings about the whole thing. These type of things, though, I don't like to. Let me tell you a story. I have a customer that has at least a vehicle, and they're worried about what's going to happen at the end of the lease. The end of the lease is four months right now, and he's playing all these hypotheticals with me. And I'm like, I just don't know what's going to happen in four months. There could be a whole different program. Something good, something bad, I just don't know. Like, if you're going to tell me you want to buy a new car right this second, I can deal with all these hypotheticals right now. But I have no idea what's going to happen in December, January. I just don't. And then he was just really upset, and I was trying to calm him down. I was like, look, I promise you, we we want to sell you another car. We want to take care of you. But I have no idea what's going to happen in three months. I just, especially after 20, this way this year has been, I have no idea what's going to happen in three months. But I promise you we'll do everything we can to take care of you. And after a whole, like, four days of them being, again, calm down, and I think a lot of that happens in this situation. Like, we can even use Trump as an example. When people are like, well, I'm going to move to Canada when Trump gets elected. The whole, we're going to start a war. We're going to be in war within the first two weeks of Trump being. It's been the actually opposite. <clears throat> so while there are some things that I'm definitely unhappy about in this situation, I tend to not want to get upset about something that hasn't even happened yet. Yes. You never know what's going to happen. Right. So that's that. That's my thing. All right. It's fine. But I'm not happy about it. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you. <laughs> All right. 
Indonesia says that their Jurassic Park project is not going to be a threat to the Komodo dragons. So I guess they're doing this thing to attract tourists to see the Komodo dragons and they're calling it Jurassic Park. But I guess there's a photo online where there is some type of construction vehicle in front of a Komodo dragon and now people are in an uproar that it's going to decimate the population. I just like the fact that they're making a Jurassic Park. How do you feel about that, Annie? What's your hot take on a Jurassic Park coming into the real world? Uh, if it's going to be Jurassic <clears throat> Park, it better be good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that. Um, wow. I, I don't know what to say. I just like the fact that it's Jurassic Park. I mean, it's kind of cool. Because I guess they released a video with the music and everything. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> What I've been trying to talk to Allison and doing is dressing. I go, you could pick any Bryce Dallas Harper outfit. Is that her name? Howard. Howard, sorry, Howard. Outfit that she wears in any of the movies. And I'm going to get an inflatable T Rex costume. And that's what we'll do for Halloween. But she's like, I don't know if that's something I want to do. I think it would be hilarious. It would be. And I said, the only downside would be is the one she's most famous for is when she's in the heels running down that tunnel with the flare. I don't think you want to walk all Halloween in heels. No, that wouldn't be good for her. No, that, that, which is very, it's a terrible <laughs> thing for her. But I just think it'd be funny like to like be in the hallway with the red flare and me and the T-Rex yeah. and the way the bull thing. I don't know. Anyways. All right. The election is the next week, depending on when this comes out. So, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Get out, I say? get out and vote. If you haven't voted already. You get to vote, Andy? Yep. Good. Have you voted already? Yes. Good. Have you? No. I haven't voted yet either. They're not going to walk right over there. Yeah. So. I have, there's something about that I just love that going into the ballot box experience that I just don't want to vote. Yeah. I mean, if, if we would have had all the COVIDness going on, and who knows that there is going to but um, <laughs> yeah. I just love going to the polls. Yes. Right. And I guess the last one is. Both the Lions and Michigan won this weekend. Well, that's my one thing I wanted to talk to you about. The Lions made a trade today. I saw that. So. Everson Griffin? Yeah. Yeah. For six per- round pick. Like a perfect Lions trade. A little bit of treaded still on the tires. Gave them only a six round pick, which I think we had two six round picks, don't we? Yeah. I guess he could. It might bump up to a fifth if he. Performs well, which shows you how like much tread is possibly on the tires. Yeah. He's with the Cowboys; they're a hot mess. Um, but this is a, I think it's a really interesting point for the Lions because Galladay is what I feel like it's key on Galladay. So if the Lions are going to be good, they're not going to trade Galladay. No, but if we stink. We are going to 100% trade Galladay. Yeah. They'll dump him in a heartbeat. So it's just like, I like that what they're doing here, trying to maybe make a run, hopefully. Well, they've been good with Galladay. In the yeah, lineup. exactly. We've been good. And we, even without Galladay, the rookie makes that catch. We're at 4-2. and two, yeah. Tied for second. What did, did Chicago lose? I don't remember. I think they might have. So we'd be actually in second place right behind Green Bay. I mean, but it is what it is. So, yeah. I'm really on the hype lines train again. Yeah. I've been on it. I mean, it really. I haven't been, gotten off. Yeah, I mean, 
I was upset the first week loss, and then the Green Bay was the one I was like, whatever. We always lose the Green Bay like that. But that week, last week, I texted you. I feel like we exercised some demons. Oh. That's the game we're supposed to lose. Oh, yeah. We always lose that game. But now it's the Falcons losing those games. Yeah. So. That's all I got. All right. I just want to talk Michigan a little bit. I mean, it's a big game this week. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you this. If Michigan runs the table, let's just say Michigan runs the table, beats Ohio State, gets in even in the national championship semifinals, and then loses because it seems like most Big Ten teams do that, and I'm all right with that. Does that save Harbaugh's job with the COVID-ness season, or does he need to have like a full regular season? I think it would save his job. Yeah. Are you a Michigan football fan? I'm a state fan. Okay, fair enough. You have a tough weekend this weekend. It's fair enough. I mean, you guys, but I mean, I don't know. I this is the type of week where you go with like, oh, Michigan's going to kill Michigan State, and the Michigan ends up losing Michigan State. Right, this is the type of yeah. I just oh, rivalry weeks are always terrible like that. So yeah. the only thing I said for both teams was you have nothing on the film that where I feel like you could study either team and go, wow, well, I have a good grasp of what's going on here. Because Michigan State was such a shit show. Mm-hmm. You watch it, and I'm like, there's no way they're going to play this bet against us. And then Michigan spread the ball around like 17 people, so you really have no idea what they're even doing, other than the fact that we have a quarterback, by the way. So, it's nice. Yeah. All right. I'm good. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll take a break. All right. We'll come back, and then uh, we'll get to know Andy. It's been hard getting a chance to work out when everything closes so early, and I don't get done working until late at night. Where can I even go to stay in shape? Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center is the place you seek. Whoa, where's that at? It's located at US 23 South in Alpena, across from Kiff Miller's Produce in the Lutz Plaza. Wow, thanks, God. Anytime, bro. Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center. For more information, find us on Facebook or call 884-4397. Zen. Find peace in your busy life and get a workout when you want it. So my first question, are you guys related? No. Because that's a Thatcher to the Marweed, right? Yes. That's how that works. Okay. Yeah. I just was wondering. I was curious. Valid question. Say what? Valid question. Valid question. Yes. 100%. All right. So, uh, anyway, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, and what you're doing right now. All right. So, uh, I grew up in Alpena. I've been in Alpena most of my life. I uh, went to Alpena High School. Uh, after I graduated, I went to Alpena Community College. I actually played two years of collegiate basketball, two of the best years of my life, and uh, decided to not pursue it anymore. Went to Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo, and that's kind of when I discovered disc golf. And... Um, for all my life, my passion has always been basketball, and it made a direct switch to disc golf. And ever since then, I've been full on board of disc golf, and that's currently what I do for a living, honestly, the last uh, four years or so. Um, through my last two years of college, and then the last two years full time, that's uh, all I do every day, and that's how I make my money. Wow. You um, breeze through that. First of all, really amazingly, but I think I want to back up because you blew through that like 
I played basketball. First of all, let's talk about your AHS basketball career. Okay, AHS. High school. <laughs> High school. Uh, you were, I believe, Alpena, you was your senior year a player of the player of the year, right? Yeah, I yeah. was. Yeah. Um, and I think you finished top 10 in scoring? Uh, I don't think all time. I only played two years of varsity. Okay. Um, uh, first season, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but not for career. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you glanced over how good of a basketball player you were. Sure. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you finished in the Big North Conference. Like, uh, I think you were at least first team. Uh, MVP. Big North. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, MVP. <laughs> Him and Matt Cameron. <laughs> Matt Cameron. Whatever. We had Matt on. He was very much the same thing. Like, I... Played some basketball after high school. Oh, all right. Let's, let's stop, Matt. Let's start over. <laughs> I, yeah. Anyways, um, and then you went to ACC. Yeah. So I had a I had a pretty good senior year of high school. Uh, we lost the first game of the season, and then uh, actually, one of my good buds, Brad Stema, said we're not going to lose the rest of the year, and we won twenty straight games. And then unfortunately, we had one bad game in the district finals, and we lost. So we ended the season going twenty and two, most wins in Alpena High School uh, history, and um, yeah, after that I went to, I wanted to stay home and obviously have a local college here in Alpena, kind of just suited uh, what I wanted uh, with my uh, academics and obviously uh, athletics, so I uh, played two years here at Alpena Community College, and um, our record wasn't quite the best, but we had a couple good seasons, I mean, we had uh, some good conference wins, and I thought I did pretty well myself, but... Uh, you got buckets. You're again underselling. I know for a fact because if you go to your if you go to the ACC coaching bio session right now, I think at least top fifteen all time, right? Eleventh, yeah. Eleventh, yeah. I know. So it's good. Maybe twelve, <laughs> something like that. But um, and of course, basketball's changed a little bit. Sure, obviously, but um, yeah, you are uh, definitely a hell of a basketball player. So um, we love basketball in the pod. So. That's nice. And then you're even helping Coach Jacobs out right now, correct? Yeah, this is my uh, second year, actually, as assistant coach. Uh, just got back into Michigan uh, last week, so I've been uh, going to practice every day uh, doing that. But I absolutely love coaching. Uh, definitely that uh, passion from a few years ago of playing, uh, transforming to coaching, and really helping those guys out is uh, pretty awesome, honestly. So you left ACC and you went to Western, and then how did you – I mean, were you just, was somebody like, hey, you just wanted to come and throw this frisbee around? Or like, how did you find this golf to the point where we'll get more into like, I mean, you're actually 100% legit professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people understand, like, that is what you do. You go on tour. Yeah, eight months of the year. I stalk you all summer long on Facebook. <laughs> watch you go all around the United States. And then, um, that's cool. Right now, I think nationally, you're, where are you? Um, it, it differs, but I'm definitely in the top 30 about yeah. uh, in the world. So, um, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I actually found disc golf, uh, when I was in Alpena, I mean, there's, there's two actually decent courses. I mean, they're definitely not great compared to downstate Michigan, but, uh, so there's two courses in Alpena and I kind of found it, um, maybe senior year of high school, but definitely when I went to ACC, a few of my buddies would just go, you know, and just have fun, nothing too serious. And then I kind of like realized I was like definitely a lot naturally better than most people mm-hmm. and I kind of just after playing every single day you're going to get better and just kind of stuck with it and then I found out there's tournaments I was like there's no way there's tournaments for this and because they're all down I mean if yeah. you want to play a tournament you're dra- you're traveling three hours because Alpena is nowhere so but yeah I just started playing some tournaments and it wasn't until I went to Kalamazoo where there's 
amazing courses like you wouldn't believe and then uh got decent enough to actually play some pro tournaments and you know didn't win or you know do too crazy of uh, anything but uh was cashing enough to you know make it make it worth it and then just get, get to that next weekend and try to improve but so i think you started like at the michigan open right is in the order of that is one of the you, you did well at the michigan open i should say because you had to qualify correct um, for this year you're talking about? Yeah, well, just overall, like, you, like, I'm not going to be able to just grab my disc and say, okay, I'm going to go on the pro tour. Yeah. So, what is the process to be able to get, what did you have to go through to get to where you're at now? Uh, so there's definitely, like, a lot of, like, local tournaments, so they, they, they have it ranked by, like, tiers, so, like, A, B, and C, A being the highest, C being the lowest. So, uh, most of the tournaments, uh, like, locally are C and B tiers, so, you know, it's the same people every weekend. Uh, locally and stuff like that but um so once i started playing enough of those you go to the bigger events where a a tiers and then they have majors where that's where that's pretty much what i do now is only play the biggest events so i'll travel up to 10 hours just to play you know the biggest of the biggest events because obviously the biggest tournaments have the most money but um uh, you don't really have to like per se qualify to play those big events but um you know, uh, they have a pro tour um, schedule, so it follows the country to be the most efficient, you know, path. And uh, that's what, you know, about 50 or so professional players do is they just spend eight months of the year traveling that path um, across the country. To, and that's the pro tour for disc golf. That's awesome. So um, what was your biggest win this year? Because I know you've had some good wins. Mm hmm uh, I won uh, a tier in Grand Rapids this year, the River City Open, and then um, that probably ties for my best. Another one was obviously the Michigan State Championships. So that's my first my first state title, um, and that's kind of obviously like the the biggest accolade you could get in Michigan per se. So uh, getting that first state title was pretty sweet. What's funny is I have a friend, um, Phil Davy. Do you, do you know Phil a little bit? I'm not sure, dude. Okay, well, he's from the Traverse City area, and he is the Sheboygan Brewing Company's bureau. Okay, they they sponsor a bunch of disc golf tournaments, Sheboygan Brewery. That's correct. Yep. And I forgot what he... You were at a tournament that they sponsored, mm -hmm. and I had said, you need to look out for my boy Andy Marweed, and I told him that, and he's like, you know Andy? And I'm like, yeah, I know Andy. He's from Alpena. And he's like, he's a hell of a disc golfer. And I'm like, I've heard that. I mean, that's what we hear, but, you know, and... It seems like it from what he's posting, but yeah, um, it was funny. He's just like, oh yeah, I know, I know what he's talking about. And then <laughs> that was like a couple of years ago. Now to see where you're at now, it's sure. just, it's crazy. You're, you're definitely well known within the, the disc golf community, I guess I should mm -hmm. say. So, um, what's the furthest you've gone away? What's the furthest traveled furthest tournament? Okay, so I've played, uh, not this year, but last year I went out to California uh, to play some uh, tournaments. But uh, my longest uh, drive, one trip, was uh, downstate Michigan to, I think, Waco, Texas. It was 17 hours straight, only stopped like three times. That's the first time I ever had Red Bull. Don't recommend uh, <laughs> doing that trip again. But there's definitely a lot of driving because, um, I mean, there's tournaments in every state and they're back-to-back -back weekends. So... Uh, but a lot of my drives are 10 plus hours to get to the next state. But California would be the furthest away from Michigan that I've been to. And I plan to go there again next year. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and you're sponsored and everything, right? Yep. Uh, Innova Champion Discs. Uh, I've been sponsored by them for three years now. 
Um, couldn't ask for a better company. They definitely helped me out. I have my own uh, Tour Series disc, so my own disc that has my name on it, my own stamp, and I get proceeds from it to help me um, financially uh, be able to tour. So, you know, that's a huge help in um, doing this tour of mine. That's awesome. Yeah. We got to sponsor Annie. Yeah. We can figure it out. Oh, I'm in it. I want to sponsor you. Like, are the, the pot will sponsor you somehow. We'll figure something out. But, um... I realized that I went and tore off down a trail that I wanted to do it a certain way. So for the average person that really doesn't understand what the disc golf is, why don't you explain what it is? Okay, so uh, disc golf is essentially the same rules as regular golf. Uh, us disc golfers call it ball golf. Um, but So you start with a, a plastic frisbee. You have you know different molds, so it's the same thing as golf where you have drivers, you have fairway drivers, mid-ranges, putters even. Um, so it's like using a different club or different distances. So you start on a tee pad, just like a, a hole of golf. You start from the tee and you, uh, your object is to get it into the hole, but for disc golf it's basket and as few throws as possible. So depending on, you know, uh, getting more advanced, like depending on what the hole is, you would use a driver for high speed, uh, goes further, but they're a little more difficult to get the angles right and all that kind of stuff. But uh, or use mid-ranges for your upshots. So like after you get to your first shot, uh, you play from behind it and then have your approach. And then for your putt, you use a putter to get it into the metal uh, chain basket. And that's how you complete the hole. And most courses are 18 holes. Okay. What is the point of a putter disc? I guess it's just weird. That why wouldn't you just use any other disc to read a putter? So the difference between a driver and a putter is the driver is going to be a lot more uh, sharp-edged. So it's going to fight through the air, the wind, a lot sharper and faster, uh, but it also, it's also going to move left to right a lot quicker, where a putter is thicker and uh, more rounded, so it's not going to go nearly as far as a driver, but it'll go much straighter. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's different putters that go... Yeah. A little more forgiving? Exactly, okay. but they're, they're going to go straight for the longest period of time. It's much easier for distance control. Okay. And since we brought up the putt, we can talk about your nickname now. So you were, it was a putt, correct? Yeah, it was a putt. It was uh, last year in Vermont. I was uh, on a, the feature card with Paul Macbeth, which if you don't know who that is, it's the best player uh, in disc golf history. You know, So I was pretty uh, honored just to play with him. And I was like thinking the night before, you know, super nervous as anybody would be. I was like, I got to do something like to stand out because I'm not going to shoot 18 down and beat Macbeth. So what can I do to, you know, make a name for myself in a way? So I was like, well, I was like, I mean, I love cookies, so <laughs> I'm going to use a cookie um, and use it for my mini. So what you have usually is a plastic mini to mark your disc. That's where you know where to throw from the next shot. So after I threw my drive, I uh, put a cookie down, which is totally in regulation uh, to use for a mini. And then I figured after I would make the putt, I would take a bite out of it because it would be on camera. And I thought people would get a good laugh at it, and they definitely did. So they gave me the name the Cookie Monster. Yeah, and it... It's, I mean, it worked. Everything it about it. Yeah. And, and it stuck with you. I think you even have the Cookie Monster on your disc, right? Yeah, it was my own fundraiser stamp. So uh, my buddy Sam from Grand Rapids made a nice little stamp for me. And it has a big old cookie with a bite out of it. And every, everybody loves it. So I think they sold out in like under two months. And it was, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I remember I, I was friends with you on Facebook long before you ever became a disc golfer. So once you started going on, I remember that video clip made it to my timeline that day and I remember when I saw it I just thought it was the funniest thing and it's just been interesting watching you and 
um, I follow that Fit Tour, Facebook Tour, and to see these other names that you talk about and me kind of get familiar with them, but to see how often you actually do come up, still just um, because you're doing so well, not just because I'm searching for your name. Yeah, or yeah of course. So, yeah, so. Um, let's pivot to the basketball. How are the boys looking this year? We're looking all right. We have uh, 12 solid guys right now. Um, season's just starting for me because I missed the first couple of weeks, obviously. But uh, it's going to be a little different this year because of COVID. So we're going to have a shortened, compact season. Um, we're going to take away most of our non-conference games. I think we only have a couple. So it's going to be mostly all-conference games, probably two, sometimes three games a week, um, uh, starting in January and end of March is where we're going to finish. So. It's going to be a different year, so um, obviously a lot of different rules and regulations. But as for our team, I think we're looking pretty good this year. I mean, obviously our conference is pretty tough and all, but um, we got uh, obviously our returning uh, star, Chris DeRocher. He's looking super solid this year. A couple nice uh, point guards down from the Flint area. But overall, I think we have really great chemistry, and uh, pretty excited to see how this season goes for us. That's good. Um, will fans be allowed in the gym, or is it just – you guys and a couple coaches and uh, I shouldn't. I, honestly, I don't want to say because I'm not. I don't know for certain yeah, just no, yet. Fine. But uh, uh, I I know like for like even the players like the benches have to be six feet apart. Oh, wow. If you're on the bench, you have to wear masks. Right now, we have to wear masks in the gym for practice. Mm-hmm. I don't think we don't have to. Uh, the players don't have to that are in the game, but they're definitely taking a lot of precautions to make sure that we can actually have a season this mm-hmm. year. So, which I think you'd rather be safe and have the season and then. Not be as safe, and then have the season get canceled. canceled. Yeah, that would yeah. be terrible. So I'm um, just happy that we're doing it so far. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I know the MSHA guidelines came out last week, mm-hmm. and one of the, I was reading them, and one of them said that um, bowling and swimming, you don't have to wear a mask. Which, oh, thank God. Swimming. swimming would have been swimming fun. Would be hard. Yeah, but. Um, Every other sport, you have to wear a mask. I haven't even heard that if the mask comes off, you're stopping play. Which is just like... It's got to be 10-hour games. The logistics of the situation is if I was... If you were on a breakaway, and it was between me and you and the basket, and you are a far superior basketball player than me... You're taking your mask off. <laughs> <laughs> Traditionally, my move would be to follow you. And I can only do that five or six times before I'm not playing anymore. But it's just interesting to see how that goes. I even heard in wrestling, um, you have to wear a mask. So it's just going to be an interesting... I think sports is important, not only for the kids, which I think it's most important for them, but I think for communities and everything that sports does, um, I just hope it all works out. So. Yeah, me too. Awesome. All right, well, we shall take a break. We'll come back, and then we'll do our top five. This week's top five is our top five states. We will have Andy go first. And right. Steve. Top five states. This is a tough one. So uh, last year I was able to travel to 30 different states. Uh, this year I didn't really count, but it's definitely less. So um, besides for the last couple of years, I haven't really traveled too much. So this has been pretty awesome to see all the different states. So it's honestly, it was a pretty tough decision for me. I mean, definitely... Uh, favor a lot of them and it's definitely not biased but 
I'm not going to pick Michigan, but that would be my number one. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Vermont. Uh, when I went there last year, it was in the fall time. And the colors there were just absolutely amazing. Um, the mountains there was just like something I've never seen before. Um, but yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't say I would like to live there, but I would love to travel there and visit there every year if possible in the fall. So that's my number one pick. Solid number one pick. I've always wanted to visit New England in the fall. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? The problem is, is last year I made the mistake of peak season, peak weekend of Michigan. I went to Nashville last year. And I remember posting all these pictures of the leaves and everything. And I was pissed because I missed it. This year I didn't make that mistake. Brett and I actually went out that weekend. Thank God we did it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you and I realized it was peak weekend when we went out, but it just ended up being, and uh, yeah, it's amazing. I love the leaves changing. It's my, my whole, one of my favorite things, and that would be epic. How did you do at that tournament? Uh, I did pretty well. I mean, I had one really, really bad round, but it was out of four, so I had three really good rounds, so it made up four, so I just got to eliminate that one round, and I'm pretty excited to play that tournament again next year. They say the hardest thing, I, one of the things, the hardest things they say in sports is golf-wise, Consistent. Yeah, shoot a back-to-back -back solid rounds. Yeah, you know whether it's the Masters or in disc golf, you know you somebody shoots a fifty-nine, you'll be able to go out there and the next day and do it again. Mm -hmm. It's very, very rare. It's super hard. So I'm number two. We're letting you be the pivot. How do you feel yeah. about that? I'm I stressed out with it a lot of the times. <laughs> now I feel like since you are we laying out mission, do we want to have that be an unspoken thing? Yes, we can take it off the list. Okay, that wasn't be my pick, but all right, yeah. So my number two pick would be Texas. And Allison's mom lived in Texas. We would go down to visit her all the time. I think three straight spring breaks we went. And I love Texas. I love everything about it. I mean, I would consider moving there. I like it that much. Yeah. Um, I've never gotten to explore all of Texas, which is unfortunate. I think it's like a lot like Michigan, where there's like these huge metropolitan areas. And then you can go, and all of a sudden, like, obviously, there's not forests in Texas, but, like, we have in Michigan here, but there's just, and then if you get it right down by the coast, and then by the border, it's a whole different world down there, too. Yeah. Palm trees and all that crazy stuff, so. That's mm -hmm. uh, my, I feel good about that pick. Mm -hmm. And they have the Dr. Pepper Museum, my personal favorite, in Waco, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there, there's a tournament in Waco, so I always make sure to go there every year. <laughs> I love it. All right, well. My first pick is going to be Louisiana. Wow. Grew up there going for a little bit. Yeah. Kind of miss it. I you, like the heat. So. And you're always, anything LSU, you're always on. Yeah. Um, yeah. so it's got a special place in my heart. So. All right. And number two will be South Dakota. Mm, okay. I went out there a couple years ago for my cousin's wedding and went to the Badlands and Mount Rushmore. You have a right. selfie with your parents in front of Rushmore. Yes. It's one of my favorite photos of you guys. I surprised they let me do it. So, but it was a good time. And I enjoyed South Dakota. Just a little bit I got to see. But I've always wanted to go to South Dakota. I've always just wanted to go to Mount Rushmore. Um, I don't know. I just think it'd be cool. Badlands would be better to go to. Yeah. But I just... I've heard that there's just a shit ton of people there. Is that true? Yeah. It's just like, like obnoxious almost sometimes. Yeah. That kind of, and then like, and then in this, I mean, I, I, as I've gotten older, I just keep hating crowded things. But 
The Badlands would be the better place to go. Okay. Because right. you're just driving around. All right. I'll so, go ahead. Yeah. Fair enough. But when we went, there weren't that many people at Mount Rushmore. It was sort of early in the day. Yeah, I would think that wouldn't be what I would want. I would either want to get up really early, or, and I would want to go really late at night, too. I think it'd be cool to be able to do that. They close it at night. You do know. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. That's what I. Mm, all right, whatever. So. Is open year round? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, it might be snowing, but I think it's still open year round. I was just trying to think of like ten o'clock at night in the summer is like six o'clock at night, you know, in the winter time. So if I wanted an astro pick with old guys. Yeah. I could probably, but then it's like also South Dakota is super cold sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know if that's something I'm going to bother either. Yeah. All right. My number two, New York. Ooh. I love New York City. And I when we were on honeymoon, we drove there. It's probably the only time we're ever going to drive to New York City or New York, period. But we got to come through. I mean, New York's an amazing state when you were thinking about it. I'm sure. Have you? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, Niagara Falls. Which is crazy, and you go up upstate. It's there's some mountains, like you said it, and it's it's Syracuse, and it's all kind of cold. But then, of course, New York City. Yeah. How can you hate New York City? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't drive through it. <laughs> you know, I heard a lot of horror stories about New York City, and some of them were true, but some of them weren't as bad. But admittedly, we drove in at six o'clock in the morning on a Sunday on our honeymoon, and I'm. Really glad we did because even at six o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, it was still like bumper to bumper. <laughs> well, it was about it was just like everyone knows where they're going, and when you don't know where okay, you're going, sure. and what you're doing, and like you know, all of a sudden you have to turn off here and you have to. It's not like I seventy five where you just need to get over one lane to get to that exit. You got to go over like five lanes to get <laughs> in that exit, so you're just like, Arr! and it's just like, holy, I'm we'll never do it again. <laughs> From now on, we fly, we take taxis. There you go. So, but yeah, I, I love it, New York City. I don't know how I feel about it now post-COVID, but before COVID, I love it, so. we got a year, so. Shit needs to calm down so we can do that. Yes. Anyways. All right, uh, my number two pick mm-hmm. uh, going to be California. Um, went to California once when I was super little. My aunt lives out there, but uh, now going back there uh, last year on my own, uh, just me and my van sleeping in Walmart parking lots, kind of waking up to the sunrise and uh, or something just about it. It's like it honestly could be its own country of its own. It's so much different than the rest of the West Coast. Um, but just like from the mountains and uh, the just the amount of big cities they have there, everything about California I love and I wish I could um, got to go to more places in California, but obviously next year I plan to, but um I don't know, California is just not Michigan, so it's very different. I, I don't know, I really enjoyed uh, traveling there. I want, I want to go to California. My problem with California is I really want to spend time in California. Just like you said, you go there, there's just so much to see. I mean, the bottom of California is so much different than the top of California. Yeah, and I drove from, uh, by Sacramento straight down to L.A., and didn't realize how actually long that state is. I was, oh it was, I think I drove 12 hours and only made it through half the state. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild how, but that trip down the coast is, is epic. I've yeah. heard. And I mean, as you know, and we love, and everyone who listens to this pod, we love taking pictures. So it's like something like that would just be so cool. And mm-hmm. it's really like, 
I mean, the problem is, is you you need to go multiple times because you could spend a whole week in LA. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, San Francisco is like again, that would be a whole like two weeks because you. I mean, San Francisco would be great. It'd probably annoy me after a while, just because I hate that much congestion. But then you're only a half hour away from all those parks up there, and it's just oh my god. I want to go to California, and I think it, I'm scared too. Like you said, I think I love it out there, mm-hmm. and I know it's a whole different vibe. People are different. Yeah, and, very different. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that would work well with me. Because <laughs> I'm very much how I am. Like I'm built the way I am. I mean, mm-hmm. I, like, I'm a worst case scenario, so I'm always having to go, and I just like. The whole time, I'm like, are you people worried about this place falling into the ocean? Like, oh my god, every day I'd be worried. It'd be fine. All right, so I got my back to back picks. So, number three, uh, I'm gonna go with Massachusetts. Um, definitely going west coast, east coast here, but uh, love Boston, love you know, being right on the ocean. That was uh, one of my more favorite stops on tour, was going through uh, Boston. Um, my favorite part was going to the most like expensive seafood restaurant I could find. Uh, big seafood guy, so they have some great seafood over there. But um, I don't know. I just really like uh, Massachusetts as a whole. It was uh, everyone. Everyone's super nice there. Like strangely nice. Um, hmm. Yeah, but except for like downtown Boston. Just not in Boston. <laughs> yeah. But besides that, the rest of the state of Massachusetts. That's, that's, I've heard people in Boston are really aggressive, but the rest of them just what you said. The yeah, the state. and I think that's. I don't think the people in Boston are necessarily bad people. I just think that's what you said. I think the rest of the state's so hyper and nice. They they have to make up for it. Yeah, it's just like it becomes extra. It just becomes even more worse of a contrast that the people the rest of Boston are nice. I don't know. Yeah, but the seeing the city of Boston for the first time was almost like overwhelming. But it was pretty well, awesome. We were supposed to go there this fall. That was our trip last year. We went to Nashville. And this year we're supposed to go to Boston. And, uh, it is what it is. It is. Number three for me. Man, I got two states and I can't make up my mind in which one it is. I'll make my sister happy. It's North Carolina. Kind of raise up. Very Pete Pablo. Take your shirt off. Spin around like a helicopter. We're just taking your mask off like stuff that's spinning around. Was that amazing? Yeah. I know. I, I, I thought I was like, man, I know what I'm going to already do with this. Um, but... Again, much like a, a pretty much a theme in my state so far is that while North Carolina is much smaller than the other two states that I've picked, or where well, not that they are big, but um, they have the Appalachians, and then you have the Outer Banks. They're super contrasting. Plus, you have some of the best freaking college basketball on the planet in the United States. So, you have like five universities. Huh? There's just balls of bleep out. They're all so close, too. Yeah, they all, yeah, so, yeah. That's it. All right. NC. Right. It's weird being in the middle. You just do one, and then you're, like, done. Yeah. You're just like, what? <laughs> okay. All right. I am um, going to go, why not, Missouri. It's for the Mendocs. Wow. All for the Mendocs. I don't think I've ever been to Missouri. Probably been through it. Mm-hmm. It's just for the Mendax. Yeah. Have you been to Missouri? Uh, just passing through. Okay. Didn't really stop. Did you go through St. Louis? 
Uh, yes, I did actually. It's, it's miserable. They always have that area under construction. I've never gone through St. Louis where it's not construction. You're not sitting there for an hour. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> and I've like gone at different points in my lifetime where I can say it's not like, I don't, maybe I just time it right where they're working on the same highway every 10 years. And I just suddenly go every 10 years. But you hit it every not. time, yeah. <laughs> it just annoyed you. This last time when we went down to the Mendocks, we didn't have any traffic until we ate to St. Louis. And it, we sat there two hours in that. And then somebody, we were sitting so long, car started overheating. So then it started breaking down. I'm over it. Right. Doesn't sound like yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> but say, Missouri is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, since you've driven through it, Missouri's a lot like Michigan. Really, just like, I mean, they don't have the water, but that's a lot of foresty and very much the same type of people, like population. Or like they have the two big cities or they're very urbanized and everything else is pretty much just rural and homeless jalapenos all over the place. I felt out of that whole trip down there, I felt the most at home in Missouri where I felt like, wow, this is like Michigan. Whatever. And also the Ozarks. Yeah. The show. And the Ozarks. Yeah, the show. Anyway, number four, I'm going to go with Washington State. Stacy's birthplace. Yeah. Seems beautiful. Never been there, but have you been to Washington? I have not. It's the one like on my bucket list. It's uh-huh. it's very far away though. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Would you have you ever thought about flying any to yeah. these tournaments? Yeah, I flew to one actually after toy. I don't want to get into this, but uh, <laughs> I I told my van. Okay. And uh, like a yeah okay. Anyways, but after <laughs> I told my vehicle, I had to fly back. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, so it, it's just a little bit too expensive to fly every time, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then there's something about a trip where you get to just experience the country the mm-hmm. way it is. So, yeah. Awesome. Be a good place for pictures. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, my bucket list is Dave Matthews at the Gorge. One of them. I know you have no interest in that whatsoever, but the Gorge and Red Rocks. After that, I just shut it down. I don't even see them anymore. Right. So what do I got here? I got Texas, I got New York, and I got North Carolina. Yep. I'm going to stick with a state I've been to, and then my last one's going to be a state I want to go to. Okay? So number four for me is Florida. So, I lived in Florida for one year. Miserable. It was really hot. Humid. Mm. What kind of weather? <laughs> I just remember, I was a kid. I would appreciate it now. Yeah, you know, but coming from Michigan as a kid, and you get down there, and I spent I remember spending all summer, and it's no different than the winter time is here. What is 100 degrees with 100 percent humidity? Everyone's inside of their house with their AC on. They're not outside running around there. You know, it's just wild to me. So, but um, I've been all over the state of Florida too. So, from the Panhandle to the Everglades, I we didn't go too far down into the Keys when I was with my mom, but we did that a little bit. And I've always wanted, Allison and I always wanted to take a trip into the Keys and yeah. not do anything, just check out. Something all that. Leave my phone in Miami, I'll catch you later when I come on my way back. <laughs> so, but yeah, Florida. All right, so I got uh, number four here for me. Um, I'm going to pick Tennessee, uh, pretty much for two reasons. Uh, Got good chicken and I got good country music. So, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it was definitely one of my uh, 
more favorite states to drive through just like the uh uh the highways are very well like very scenic to you know it's not just driving through cornfields and stuff like that so it was very easy to make the drive through but Illinois. <clears throat> exactly <laughs> i feel like that's all you do in Illinois. You get, you get Chicago. They give you Chicago, and then the rest of it, you're driving the cornfields the rest of the way. Anyways. Which you don't want to drive by Chicago anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, it, and that's a, yeah, the minute you even get in near, like, from Joliet on, it's just traffic. But yeah, so, Tennessee. Um, and my last pick, I, I was debating, it was going to be Kentucky, but I think it's too close to Tennessee. So I'm not going to go with Kentucky. I'm going to go actually with Wisconsin. Oh. I went there for, like, the first time last year. Or no, this year, sorry. Um... And uh, it just like I know it's still Lake Michigan, but I feel like it's a different lake almost beyond that side of the water. Um, I forget what Manitowoc I think is where we stayed at, but right off the water, uh, absolutely a beautiful place. In the summer, I do not want to go there in the winter, but uh, the forests there, you know, amazing. Um, wish I would have got to travel throughout more of Wisconsin, but the the the, the few places I went to, uh, absolutely loved Wisconsin. Nice. I never driven to Wisconsin. I've flown in overnight there or whatever, you know. But also the drive back from Wisconsin going uh, through the UP was also one of my favorite drives too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I want to. I've always wanted to take the ferry from Ludington. I was going to, but it was a lot more expensive than I thought because I had to bring my car over. Obviously, like one hundred fifty bucks. I I don't remember, but it was definitely way more than I thought. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's pricey, but it's be one of those things, like, if you did it one way, whatever way you did it, and I think it's, what, four hours? Uh, to go around? No, just that? to, like, take it fair. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Yep, yeah, I think it was. So, I mean, it's, you know. If I put my Equinox in Eco mode, the gas mileage I get <laughs> driving is worth it financially for me, so. <laughs> that, that works. That was my decision making. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is true. I mean, I guess... Depending on how much, I mean, that's what three tanks of gas for you. So, like, if it's not, yeah, you might as well just yeah, drive. not even. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So me, yep. last number pick. five, last one, and then you have your number five. Yep. I haven't been to. There's a lot of states I haven't been to. Tough. I'm going to Alaska. But I know, I, everything I know about Alaska, I know through my final Noah's television. <laughs> so, whether it's Ice World Truckers, Alaskan Bush people, Deadliest Catch. I mean, I watch all these things, they all seem to all base around Alaska. And they always have these beautiful visuals and imagery. But honestly, I think it'd be so cold. I mean, you have to time it right, obviously. I know that. It's very much a double dutch there where you have to be at the right time. Yeah. And I know some people, they go on cruises and they catch the, you know, they go up and then they get the snow part and then they come back down. I don't, maybe that's what I want to do. I don't know. But I know if I visit, I want to come back alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's it. But yeah, I, and I've heard so many different stories of people that go up there and you know, they just, some people just fish and fish and fish. They got all sorts of crap. And people are like, wow, I saw a grizzly. Oh, my God. And it just, I don't know. Just so many people go, it seems cool. It's a good pick. All right. 
Alright, my number five is going to be Maryland. And it's just for the wire. No other reason. <laughs> Never been there. Well, I've probably been there when I went to DC, but Yeah. But the wire. You're a big fan of the wire, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost picked New Jersey for the Sopranos. I've been in New Jersey actually. Yeah. When I came home, we drove through New Jersey on the way back. We're there. One or the other. No, I had it because we came through Niagara, so I think when we came back out, we came on and around. Went to Harrisburg. Yeah, I think that's what we did. I don't know. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It's 2014. I was tired. Oh, I'm sure. So, but yeah. Any honorable mentions? Anything, any places you want to give a shout out to? Any states you feel that you left out in any that? Oh, well, after you said Alaska, I was thinking the complete opposite, and I was like, always really wanted to go to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do they have disc golf tournaments in Hawaii? They have to. I feel like they have to, but if they did, it'd be like one. It's definitely not popular in Hawaii. Well, uh, I gotta imagine, like, that's gotta be such an I, expensive plane ticket. I kind of want to look into it now. I honestly don't know if they have many big, I assume yeah. not big tournaments, but it's any tournament at all. I yeah. would definitely love to go there. It'd just be so expensive. It would it, be. You know, it would definitely have to be. It'd be a vacation, not a, not a business trip for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you consider most of the trips you do a business trip? Yeah, I joke with my friends all the time that work there, you know, nine yeah. to five. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to, you know, I'm, I'm on a business trip this week, you know, mm -hmm. it sucks. And I'm just, you know, going to like a super, you know, amazing state where I get to play disc golf. Yeah. So I definitely love what I do, so. That's cool. I follow three or four people on YouTube that essentially all they do is make videos of their community and that's how they make all this hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm ultimately ultra jealous of that. They essentially, like you, kind of make their own schedule but yeah. still have a job to do and still have to make sure they're good at it and everything. And then a lot of hard work involved, but still it's not like a nine to five grind that right now you do it on a yeah. Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday basis. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Any honorable mentions for you, Brian? Any surprises? No. Kentucky for Skeeter. Just making the rounds with the family. I was wondering if we were going to swamp the Great Lakes, like, with, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio. Not Ohio. <clears throat> I'm not surprised Ohio didn't make it. <laughs> I thought about putting it down for Rick, but then, uh, it's still Ohio. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, the Jacobsons are from Ohio, so it's tough. Could have done it for Kelsey. No. No? <laughs> no. I've been down there just enough, and I'm going to have to go down there this year again in 2021. So, yeah, that's all I got. I still think Michigan would have been number one, though, if we... I just didn't want to pick it, because obviously we all live here and stuff, but... It's really tough when you really... And I think what happens inevitably is we have this water bias... And you just don't really realize how special all this water is until you go to these other states like Missouri. And they have nice little lakes or rivers, but you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, and I just, I don't know, it's wild. I've never been up to Brad has, and I know you have up to the UP where it's really, there's some elevation change. I have yet to be up there, so. 
Yeah, other than that, but I've been all around everywhere else. And that's the United States, so. Hmm. It is what it is, so. All right, well, we'll come back and we'll wrap it up. All right. All right. Thank you for coming on, Andy. Thanks for having me. Um, do you have like a website or anything? Uh, I don't have a website, but uh, I'm pretty very active on Facebook. So you know, uh, most every weekend, you know, I'm posting about where I'm at, what tournament I played, um, you know, just kind of what's going on with my tour and my life. Yeah, and what's the uh, the the uh, I want to say league or group that you play with? They're what are they called? Professional the Disc Golf Association is that what it is? Yep, yep, the PDGA. PDGA, yes. They have a very active Facebook page. Correct. Yeah. Where so if you ever wanted to just to drop in and check, check it out, out, yeah, yeah, that that's where I would tell anyone to start because not only are you going to find them the disc golf, but you you are on there and of course other people too. So. Right, and this is uh like obviously unfortunately for 2020 and what has happened, it's been the biggest year for disc golf. Obviously because it's an outdoor recreation activity, everyone's playing it. Um, uh, more families are getting involved, women, children, so. Uh, it's honestly, it's growing at an exponential rate. So, um, you, you know, you don't really have to play it for a tournament. It's uh, super leisure, you know, go have fun with your friends and family. It's a, uh, it's a very fun game to play if you don't want to take it uh, too serious. But I uh, highly recommend anyone who uh, hasn't played it before to go give it a try. Uh, if you're in Alpena, uh, feel free to, you know, hit me up on Facebook. And I, I don't really play in the winter. It's too cold for me, but um, always happy to, you know, go play with somebody new and that's how you meet new people, honestly. I have gone twice, and Alice and I did it once, but it's fun. I, I, and I've even thought about we should do it. I, so I have one really good tip for beginners, because uh, if you're going to play the first time and you're going to get really discouraged, uh, obviously with any sport, you're not going to be good at it. So when you first start for the first few months, don't even use a driver. You know, Obviously, with any sport, the biggest, you know, farthest throwing, that's what you want to do. Uh, stick with putters, stick with mid-ranges. Uh, it's going to be harder at first, but it's really going to help your game. And then, you know, after a few months, you'll be able to actually throw drivers how they're supposed to be thrown, and the game will be a lot more fun that way. Yeah. So. <clears throat> it's just like real golf, where if you're swinging in front of your, from the Don't think for the fences. Yeah, you're just, it's going to be a hot mess. So yeah. you're really better off if you just try to control. Take it you know, slow. Yeah, yeah, take it slow and control. And, but, yeah, I had a really good time, and uh, the person that I've never played, and the person had this whole backpack full of discs, and he would just keep – Give me one in my hand, and they just tell me to chop it. And yeah, you wouldn't even believe how many discs I have in my uh, <laughs> in my house right now. So I buy, yeah, I have a backpack, you know, with 25, 30 discs in it. But you really only need three. I mean, driver, mid-range, putter. That's really all you need to get started. And after that, it's just more like collecting. And obviously, it's fun to buy new new discs, new plastic. So do they yeah. wear? Yeah, yeah. So like the they start out, you know, obviously new. And the more you throw it, they get beat in. And actually, the more you beat it in it changes the flight char characteristics of it. So it starts out, um, uh, the term is overstable. So when you throw it, it'll go straight for a little bit and then hook pretty hard to the left. The more you use it, the straighter it'll go and eventually it'll actually go to the right. So most advanced players like like their discs uh, seasoned. So like I don't really throw too many new discs. I like them, you know, mm -hmm. beat in and you get the feel for it. Hmm. But yeah, they definitely beat in. And... Um, would it be different for me if I'm left-handed? Uh, nope, it's just like the opposite. So instead of it going straight and then left, it would go straight and then right. Okay. You know, but uh, so you can, uh, but there's two different ways to throw it. So like 
uh, like an ultimate frisbee is always like a backhand throw, right? Mm -hmm. So there's you also the other main throw is a, a forehand, forehand or a sidearm, mm -hmm. which is like my biggest weapon. I would say it's kind of like what I'm known for is having a really good sidearm. Uh, I don't tend to lean on the backhand too much, so it is the opposite. So a backhand will go straight to the left for a right-handed person, and then a forehand will go straight and then to the right. Okay. So that way you can like curve around trees and stuff like that. It's super fun when you get into the woods and you know. I saw one guy this summer shoot a hole in one, and he slipped on the box. Yeah, Kevin Jones. That's and that's one of the hardest holes on tour too. So that's what makes it even more First incredible. First of all, I thought he blew out his knee. It, it did look pretty bad, but he's all right. I mean, he's an athlete, so he knows how to fall. But yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh. That was one of the crazier shots in disc golf for sure. Yeah, and then and then it goes in, and then you're just like, what? I mean, what really, just happened? Yeah. yeah, I really thought I was watching this guy blow his knee out, and I really thought what's the, that's what the video was. But then it goes in from 500 feet away. Yeah, yeah and you're just like, what? It's going on. So all right, mm -hmm. let's finish out talking about what we have coming up with the pod. All right. Guns is almost done. He threw it a little wrench at me that made it a little difficult, but I love it. His will probably be out tomorrow, and then I'm going to push this one out shortly after that. I'd like to have Cynthia on here. We need to do one of just ourselves because the people like that, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. And then we also have, I next Monday, I have somebody set up. Now, not that you and I are going to do ours all after the week, and then be recording every night of this week. Yeah. But um, we definitely want to have Cynthia on before the election, and I want to push that, drop that Monday, a week from yesterday, six days from now, right before the election. Just this is going to be a quick pod. I'm guessing it's probably going to be 30 minutes, but just something a little bit tough for her. We're big fans of Cynthia, and we're wishing her much success. Yeah. Hope that everyone votes for her. Yeah. I have no problem with Quam saying that on this pod. Yeah, so, neither do I. Yeah. Vote for Cynthia. Vote for Cynthia. Yes. Um, but um. And then we have Chris Hikikuri, 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 I don't know how you say his last name, but I do know he is the Austin Brothers head of sales, yeah. and he's coming on the pod. He's relatively new to the organization. I mean, he's been in Alpine for two or three years now, but, you know, so we're going to have him on, find out all these new beer releases, find out how they've been dealing with everything with COVID, and it just should be an episode. Yeah. So we'll have him on, and that's, and then by the time we have, we need to wait a week for the election to sort out, and then the Duffler on. So it kind of all lines up where we have a, a lot set up for us. I mean, we're in mid-November already, then by then, so it should be a good time. Lots of pods. Hit that 100. Well, I mean, it'll be close. We're at 90, and we got Cynthia, us, Chris, and Matt. So it's four, so I need six more. But I really only need five because we got to make that last one special yeah. somehow. So I need that's not bad. No, we had a professional on our pod this I week. Know. I know. So all right. Well, Andy, once again, thank you very much. What are you doing this weekend? Are you here in town? Uh, for the weekdays, yeah, coaching, and then I have. Uh, I want to say it's gonna be my last tournament this Sunday down in Albion. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite courses, Victory Park. Um, it should be my last one. There is one the next weekend, but. On Saturday, we have a scrimmage in up in Escanaba, okay. so I won't be back until Alpena until probably 2 a.m., and then it's a four-hour drive. Tournament starts at 9, so oh. I'm not quite sure I want to do that, yeah. So, but this Sunday for sure. So, You think you're going to win out your favorite? Yeah, I'd be on a short list of people probably favorite to win the tournament, no? Um, I mean, 
I'm definitely going there with the mindset to win. Oh, okay. uh, but it is a big tournament, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, uh, if you guys want to, you know, follow up on that, I'll definitely be posting on my Facebook the results so you can, you know, we'll see how it goes. That'll, we'll do that Monday night when we have Christian on the pod to find out how Andy did from the final week. You give me a shout-out or something. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm, I'm serious about sponsoring you. I don't know what we got to do with what we already gave you, but I mean, I'm winning, so. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Awesome. We're coming yeah. on. Yes. Maybe we'll have you on again in a year. You can tell me how your 2021 closes out. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to. I'd love that. Yeah. Awesome. Brad, anything else? You're still in love. Yes. Or still dating, whatever you want to yeah. call it. It's escalating quickly. I'm all right with it. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and I text every day, so it's not, but I always say, as long as you're happy, that's all I give a shit about. Yeah. So, I mean, good. Awesome. All right. Well, that's good. Talk to you guys soon. Yes. See ya.